Neighbor, I heard about your heresy, and we've made it our mission to win you back to the flock. No sale. Homer, Christian life isn't all praying and sacrifice. Hey, dig this. Hello and welcome to the Doxology Podcast. I am Jens Nelson. And I'm Lucas Stock. This is a podcast dedicated to journeying together on the road that is the Christian faith. Join us as we discuss and investigate theology and the Christian life as we strive for unity amongst our diversity as members of Christ's church. So on today's Heretics of History, uh, the, the final, the, the grand finale, the, the, the closing ceremonies to Heresy Month, uh, nothing but heresy. We have the, I don't know, do we want to call him the OG heretic, uh, Marcion himself? Yeah, that works. Um, yeah, this is going to be a little different of an episode in terms of our Friday Christian slash heretic of history. Um, because really what we know about Marcion is his heresy. He, he came from, um, I believe the province of Asia, and then came to Rome. And that's where he was really, he be, his teachings caught on, and he kind of became known and, um, you know, ran into trouble with the, uh, with the local church authorities because what he was teaching was kind of whack. Um, and it, it really was in terms, you know, chronologically, if we're talking about, you know, after the New Testament, it, it was pretty much the the first or I, I don't want to make these kinds of claims and then be wrong it, it was it was one of the first big controversies that that shook the church and what I uh, shook the church or affected the church may be more appropriate but but I will say that I think that Marcionism had a greater effect on the church than any other controversy going on at that time by far. Um, and this is going to lead us into an, uh, you know, also kind of something that I, I can't remember if we mentioned during one of the heresy episodes, but it's an important thing I think that's worth noting about heresy and the the I don't want to say the role that heresy plays because it's it sounds like that's kind of giving it like a justification to be you know horrendously wrong doctrine, but um, the you know, what happens when there is a big heretical statement being made? Um, it's, and it's, it's really, I think, important, and I think it's a good way to conclude. Um, so, yeah, Marcion, second century, so, you know, one, maybe two generations after the apostles, he um, comes to Rome, and he's, he's teaching his, 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 uh, way of thought, whatever, whatever you want to call it, you know, we'll call it Marcionism, I guess. Um, and basically, it can be boiled down to, he had, you know, we're attaching him to the Gnosticism episode, he doesn't fit perfectly with every aspect of Gnosticism or every Gnostic group. Um, but he, he is traditionally seen as a Gnostic, or at least having highly Gnostic tendencies. Um, and that really comes down or comes out in his his approach to scripture, which is which is what Marcionism is really all about, and what he's really famous for or infamous, I guess. Um, and he saw 
two, he saw in, in the Bible as we know it, in Old Testament and New Testament, you know, he's living at a time where the New Testament has been written. It hasn't necessarily, you know, been compiled yet, but um, he, he's got, he's obviously aware of um, many of, of the New Testament writings that we have, as well as obviously the, the Hebrew canon, the Old Testament. Um, he sees two gods at work in these two testaments. And he sees in, in the Hebrew Bible, in the Old Testament, an evil God who's, who's, you know, unjust and unmerciful and wrathful and, and just bad. And he's the one who created the world, which is a bad thing. So that's kind of his Gnosticism coming out. And in the New Testament, we see Jesus, who's, who's the loving God, who's the true God, who we ought to worship and, and glorify. And so... What, what Marcion basically did is, is completely reject the Old Testament, the Hebrew scriptures, as scripture, just flat out. He didn't try and, you know, reinterpret things in a way that, you know, accounted for the things he thought were bad. He just said, the God that we see in the Old Testament is not the same God as Jesus, and that Old Testament God is not the one we should be worshiping. So he just lops off the Old Testament, you know. He completely unhitches himself from the Old Testament. But he doesn't really stop there because, and this, I think, you know, we can give this to Marcion. He was he was consistent and he was honest. Um, because if you spend any time in the New Testament, you, you'll see the God of the Old Testament because it's the same God. And the people who wrote the New Testament, including Jesus, he didn't write it, but this is also true of him, um, the Old Testament was their Bible um, because it was the Bible. <laughs> uh, the The New Testament is like you can't un-Old Testament the New Testament. I don't know if that made sense. Like there, there's no there's no division between the two, not just in the sense that they belong together, but in the sense that the New Testament is created out of the Old Testament. The New Testament is not, you know, some extra thing that's tacked on on top or to overcome the New Testament, or the Old Testament. So anyway, what Marcion does is he, he, he cuts off the Old Testament, and then he starts cutting off everything that represents Jewish influence. There's also a fair amount of anti-Semitism, or, or, you know, that's a little, I guess, anachronistic, but, you know, anti-Jewishness um, that we see with Marcion too. Um, so... What that basically means is most of the New Testament gets lopped off <laughs> because he's looking for this Jewishness or this Jewish influence. Well, they were all Jews. <laughs> Jesus was a Jew. <laughs> they were all faithful Jews who were witnessing the Messiah promised in the Old Testament and the prophecies fulfilled in Christ. So it's not a surprise. So, you know, Matthew... He was a Jew. He's, he's, his gospel is very much written to the Jews. We don't need Matthew. Same thing with Mark. We don't need Mark. John as well. We don't need John. He only left Luke is, is for the four gospels. But he also cut out everything in Luke that he felt was corrupted. And that was kind of what he was doing. Is He, he believed that there were these writings that had been and, and teachings in you know, of Jesus and of the apostles that had been corrupted with these Judaizing influences. So you, you may remember from like Galatians, 
the, the Judaizers, those who were teaching that you needed to be um, followers of Christ and submitting to the Mosaic Law in order to be saved. Um, he felt that the Judaizing influence of, um, you know, the Christian world after the apostles had corrupted the message. So what he was trying to do was to cut that influence out and get to the true message. Um, so he basically had, like I said, an edited version of the Gospel of Luke, and then I forget how many, only like a handful of Paul's letters, also heavily edited. Um, so basically, that's what I want to say about Marcion himself. Um, he was wrong. <laughs> um, and um, what's what, what makes him so important, I think, and so worth talking about, and what is an interesting insight into heresy that I kind of want to wrap up Heresy Month with, is... You know, fun fact, maybe. Um, Marcion was the first person in the history of the church to come up with a list of canonical books. So everybody everybody already had the Old Testament list, the Hebrew Bible canon, that was accepted. And then as the New Testament writings were created, um, and they were sent to the churches, they were received, the church recognized those that were inspired as inspired, and they recognized those that were not as not inspired. Um, the, the actual process of formalizing a canon in the sense of a list of books that are in or out did not happen until Marcion comes along and says, I have this, this uh, formal systematic finalized list of the books that the writings that we ought to have and the church responds to him by saying you know you're wrong this is why you're wrong etc etc but now they need to come up with a list or they need to think about a list or they need to think about books that should be on a list if there were to be a list and we start to see that happening the actual like canon as we know it wasn't finalized until a couple um two or three hundred years later but the process begins out of a response to Marcion. So something that I want to keep in mind when we're thinking about heresy, the old heresies, as well as the people we may see online or sermons we may hear on TV or whatever um, that are clearly not Orthodox Catholic Christianity, um, there is something that happens in the face of heresy. It's not that heresy is a good thing. It's not that heresy is, you know, is, is, it's not that we should want heresy because this happens, but it does happen that in the face of heresy, the church clarifies what we confess. So nobody was debating the Trinity until people came along and started saying things that the church recognized were not true about the Trinity. So then how do we deal with that? We get together and we clarify the the boundaries and the terms and the doctrines that we want to confess um, out of the scriptures. And when I say we want, I mean that the scriptures teach that we therefore are beholden to and wanted to preach. And Marcion did that with something that is incredibly important, <laughs> which is um, the church agreeing on, for the most part, and you know, this is a more complicated question, but the church agreeing on those books which it recognizes as Holy Scripture, the Word of God, inspired by God. And that means we don't get to lop off the Old Testament because it's it's the inspired Word of God, and we've recognized that, 
And we were able to sort of formally express that in response to Marcion teaching that we should lop off the Old Testament. So to sort of conclude with Heresy Month in general, um, this has been a really exciting month for me. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I, I, I hope you have felt the same way too, Jens, and you listeners. Um, I've sure. really appreciated getting to dive into some older, um, significant ones historically, some newer um, contemporary issues that the church, you know, is facing like very much uh, still today. And I think that we have hopefully done, if we've done a decent job, there, there have been some lessons that have emerged of the importance of sound doctrine, the importance of careful exegesis, the importance of faithfulness. And I think that this is another one of those lessons of the importance of knowing how to clarify what is true in the face of something that is false. And, um, you know, this is kind of an awkward way to end it, um, the, you know, as a, as a Friday episode. Um, but do you, have, Jens, have any, like, final sort of thoughts about Heresy Month? Not to put you on the spot. We didn't really talk about this ahead. But um, just, just sort of, like, to, since we're wrapping up, I don't want to, like, not let you speak if you have any thoughts. Yeah, wow. Um, I mean, I don't have any, like, profound insights to offer other than remain faithful to to God's word. I mean, really, that's our arbiter of truth. That is, you know, our our sure and steady foundation. And, um, you know, there's this tendency in modern evangelicalism, this idea of, you know, me and Jesus in my Bible. Um, I'm just going to tell you, that's that's not going to cut it. I mean, community is important. Church history is important. Um, What your pastor, who hopefully has spent many hours in preparation each week preparing for a Sunday sermon, what he teaches. Um, You know, sometimes I think we have problems with authority. We have problems with trusting what we hear. And so we go into, especially, I'm guilty of this myself. I'm saying this as somebody who is part of the problem. We go into Sunday services thinking that, like, somehow we know everything, especially when we're Bible college students. Uh, You know, that's kind of like a a meme. Um, But, you know, to, to be to be able to go to a service and listen to what your pastor has prepared and what he preaches to, um, you know, what, what you hear online to, to be careful thinkers, to be um, perceptive, to recognize what sounds problematic and to, um, to one, not be quick to judge, but also two to not be quick to accept. Um, but to, again, just to be, fair and partial but to recognize like at the end of the day what's true and what's not and um other than that the only thing i want to say is you know this is and i guess at this point today when we're recording it's not true but my guess based on the trajectory of every other episode this month uh, this is going to be our best month um and maybe listeners don't know that we have increased and grown each and every month so we've we've never fallen off in our downloads and in our listenership and that's thanks to you obviously i mean we're not we're not inflating our stats in any way um so i I guess we want to say thank you to those of you who have tuned in this month especially who have offered you know feedback and you know excitement for future themed months um we you know we 
I almost said like, we don't do this for you. I mean, we do in a sense, um, but we also do it for ourselves. Like we, we, we just love having these conversations, but it's, it's so cool that people like to join in and listen to what we have to say. And, um, people want to be a part of this community that we've created. And we hope that we'll continue to grow and to cultivate, um, you know, a place where, just like our, our intro, like the, the way that we word our intro, it's, it's journeying together on the road that is the Christian faith, this road that has been paved 2,000 years ago that continues forward um, as we discuss, as we investigate, as we dive deep into theology, the Christian life, um, but most importantly, I think, striving for unity amongst our diversity and recognizing that Lucas and I are members of Christ's church, though we might differ theologically on many or few things, but at the end of the day, um, Christ is our Lord and, uh, he will continue to reign. I don't know. <laughs> so Amen. do you have anything else? <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I just like, you know, I want to echo thank you to everyone who has tuned in. Um, no matter how many times you've tuned in, it means more than, I mean, I can really express in words and, I'm super grateful that anyone takes the time to interact with us or listen to us. And yeah, we wanted to have a forum where we could continue to have the conversations we used to have in college. And we wanted that to grow. You know, we, we wanted to keep having these conversations that we enjoy having and invite everybody else in to join us in those conversations. So it really is doing it for you, doing it for us, doing it ultimately for our own devotion and edification. And um, we just want to, we want to invite everybody in, you know, and, and so hopefully you have found this month interesting and edifying along with anything else that we've talked about. It just, this has been much more focused four week period where everything right. has the same, you know? And so I think that it's just been a bit of a turning point for us in terms of how we approach future conversations and hopefully, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed it and hopefully it, it was edifying in some sense. If so, then that's just proof that god is real and works through people because there's no way it was right because of me and uh uh just thank you again for for listening and we're super excited for for what's next yep thank you i yeah couldn't say it any better so if you'd like to connect with us if you want to be a part of this little community uh you can find us on twitter and instagram at doxology podcast um, or you can email us at doxologypodcast at gmail.com. We welcome feedback, questions, episode ideas, themed months as well. Offer your ideas for those. Um, we already have a ton, more than we can do even in a year. <laughs> so like we'll, we'll wade through some of those. But uh, make sure you sign up for our newsletter to stay in the loop regarding any uh, announcements that might be forthcoming. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Peace. Peace.